Salam guys, it's your girl Amna and you're listening to Hijabi Tell All. On today's episode, we have a sister joining us. Her name is Iman and she's here to share her revert story. So sit back, relax, grab some snacks and listen to us as we tell it all. Assalamualaikum, my name's Iman. Nice to meet you, Iman. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> <laughs> so Iman, actually, let's actually dive, before we even dive into the whole revert conversation, let's actually dive into how we started talking. <laughs> Because I feel like, and let's, yeah, I feel like that's actually a funny story. And then obviously that leading up to how we met in person too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So I remember that, um, first of all, I've always wanted to share my revert story, but I was kind of shy. Um, but I remember listening to another podcast. Um, it's called, what's it called again? Um, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's, it's a podcast, uh, Talk Your Hawk, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that one. I remember one of the brothers on Talk Your Hawk was saying, uh, you miss, uh, 99% of the shots that you don't take so I was like you know what this year I'm taking shots so yeah. basically I messaged you and I was like oh salam you know um, I'm a revert and I would like to share my story if possible and I didn't know if I was going to get a response or not I was just yeah, like yeah. I'm just shooting my shot <laughs> I'm just shooting my shot and you're just happens, taking the I'm, opportunity yeah. and you're like okay let me just see if she even responds yeah, to my message <laughs> so after that and when you responded i was like okay great alhamdulillah and then it was so crazy kind of like we met at najma's um event yeah one and of I didn't our even friends know it yeah. was you because when she said oh i have a sister here hijabi and then she said the name i was like wait it was clicking it was clicking <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i was like because we had spoken a couple of days prior to the event yeah, yeah and then i had gone to the event and done my talk with najma um, yeah. for those that don't know she's sister talks she's amazing yeah she is um she has amazing events and stuff so inshallah check out her instagram page um so yeah so like we basically had that and then the event happened and then i remember after i was done my speech mm -hmm. you had come up to me and i was yeah. like and i was thinking like oh like you know it's a sister that just wants to like you know say something yeah and then you're like oh by the way i'm iman i just dm'd you like a couple of days ago <laughs> and we were talking like yeah, you know subhanallah but isn't it so crazy how like allah brings people together and how people cross paths because yeah. it's like i would have never thought subhanallah that i would have ran into yeah. you literally a couple of days after we yeah. had that conversation that's so. exactly what i was thinking like when it happened i was like subhanallah like, this is meant to happen it's you meant know? to be yeah. you know yeah so. and then you know alhamdulillah we're here today and yeah, stuff and you know i feel like you know obviously we've had our conversations about your revert story and just like you know your journey so um do you want to talk about how you know maybe talk about a little bit about your background and then talk okay. about you know, your journey to Islam and stuff and what inspired you to come to the deen and like, you know, what were the motivations that brought you, you know, to this path of like just wanting to share your story and, you know, even discussing the fact that you were on a panel and stuff, mashallah, <laughs> that's amazing to be on a revert panel and to share your opinions and, you know, have that conversation, I think is very like, you know, very important and super enlightening. So, yeah. well, to start it off, um, my background, a little bit about me. So I'm 24 years old. I became Muslim when I was 18. I come from a West Indian background, so my culture and Islam don't align at all. <laughs> um, but there was just something about it, because growing up uh, since middle school, I've always had Muslim friends. Um, in middle school, I never really looked at them as Muslim because it's just like they're just your friends. You your know? friends, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at what they're wearing or you anything. You don't really categorize people and stuff exactly. at that age. You exactly. know, you just see everyone as like the same. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, once I got to high school, that's when I guess they say you try to find yourself. So I had a lot of questions as I got from grade uh, 9 to grade 12. And I still had those group of friends uh, around me. So they used to take me, they used to, take me to um, the masjid all the time with them. 
and like I always used to go to their house I would see like them praying with their family and stuff and I always had so many questions every time we would go to the mosque like it just felt different Mm -hmm. just just sitting there like it did something to my heart I just felt so content but I didn't know why and I was like they know like there's just something like I had to ask questions so I'd always ask my friend questions like about Islam like oh why do you guys go to the masjid why do you guys pray like this so were you practicing someone prior to uh, so I was Christian um just Pentecostal just like, okay yeah right. so my parents are religious and I was practicing like I would go to church and stuff like that but I felt like it just wasn't enough like, like, you just weren't maybe connecting? Is that what it was? Or I feel like I was connecting, but I wasn't understanding my religion. Okay. Like, I That's would fair. ask my mom questions, and I just never got the right answer. Okay. So, every time she would answer my question, it made me want to ask another question, so... Is there something specific that you would ask that wasn't making sense to you? Because I know that there's some people that look into religion and then there's something that's really just not making sense to them and then they start looking into a different religion and they're Mm -hmm. like okay maybe looking for that answer Mm -hmm. so i think for me it was the story of isa that didn't make sense to me um because the more i hung around my friends my muslim friends the more they taught me about their religion and then when i looked at my religion i was like okay like i don't get why we say that he's god or the son of God. Like, so essentially the Holy Trinity was maybe yeah, the one, the question. That, was, yeah, that, was that usually question. is the question that yeah. is the question mark for a lot of people is the Holy Trinity, yeah, right? Yeah, like it was very questionable. And I, I was really scared to um, like tell myself that my religion was a lie because it's all I knew, right? Right. So I just felt like, no, this can't be like, my mother can't be lying to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how could she be leading me astray? Basically, that's how, how I kind of felt. But it just it just didn't add up like i mean like it's common sense like how can three be one like you know what i mean like that doesn't make sense to me and i know for some people that's why they become muslim because that just it doesn't make sense so um i used to ask about that and i never got a solid answer like even with my friends that i used to go to church with them i would ask them too they're like oh like you know because jesus jesus died and then he went to heaven. I'm like, so then how does that make him God? <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. So that was like the main gray area for me. And that's a big part of Christianity, right? So right. I felt like I, fa- I found myself pulling back from my own religion before I even like went into Islam, like dived into learning about it more because I just didn't feel the connection that I once had mm-hmm. from when I started learning more about christianity and how like certain things that they should be doing that they're not doing anymore like for example christians should not be eating pork and they should be dressing a certain way but they don't right and i feel like for me that's when things weren't making sense because okay like if we're supposed to be doing something and following our religion why aren't we right and Mm -hmm. that was another question i had and people would tell me oh it's because like jesus died for our sins so we can do whatever and i was like but that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, like, that's also not and adding like, up. Yeah. Even when you would tell, like, a toddler or something like that, they'd be like, this is not common sense. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I feel like we have, like, an intellect, alhamdulillah, that Allah has given us. Like, so, uncle, obviously. Yeah, right. like, where we can actually know right from wrong and, like, when things don't make sense, ask questions, you know what I mean? Right. So 
with that, um, that's kind of where everything started of me not understanding my religion and questioning it. And then when I would, like I said, ask my mom questions, she would just tell me, oh, just believe. But like, I can't just believe. Like, right. I need to understand what I'm believing. You know what I mean? Right. So that led me closer to my friends that are Muslim. And like I said, they would always take me to the mosque. And I said, you know, I'm just going to start asking a sheikh questions. Right. So I'd ask sheikh questions. Every time the sheikh would answer, I'm like, wait, this makes sense. Like, right. it's, every, it's adding up. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, um, and I'd ask my, like, my friends, parents questions. Alhamdulillah, like, everything just, it just made sense. Like, it was, like, flowing in sequence. Yeah, it's like, okay, who is Allah? Tell me, they tell me who Allah is. Why do we pray this way? They tell me why we pray this way. Like, it's just cut, like, like clear cut. Basically. Yeah, clear cut answers and yeah. stuff just given to you directly and stuff. And, exactly, right? and I feel like... I would still give my religion the benefit of the doubt and go back to my mother or a pastor and ask the questions. But it's just like, what do you mean? Like, it just, the answers weren't enough because it, like I said, it would make me ask. It wasn't maybe question. correlating as much as you would want it to. Exactly. And it just, it, it, it didn't sit right with me saying like, okay, you know, like the main thing is Jesus being God, but also being the son of God. And then all of us having like, um, what 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 they used to say like um, him dying for our sins and like he's a part of all of us and stuff like that. But I'm like that's like you're yeah. putting me on a level of God and I don't know how that works. How that know? makes you feel like exactly. that stuff? Yeah. yeah. So all of that really just it did all of it didn't sit right with me and I just told myself you know what I'm just gonna I'm not gonna be atheist and say I don't believe in anything or be like agnostic and say like I believe in something like I know I believe in God like that was always in my heart but it's just Christianity just I don't think was for me so I like stood I, I pushed back a little bit and told myself like you know I'm just gonna learn about Islam but I'm also gonna learn about Christianity and what are the similarities and the differences so when I started to learn the similarities, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are quite a There's a lot. I don't know. So I basically, this is just a little bit of my, like, I'm just like going to throw this in. But yeah. um, I was studying world religions and stuff in one of my classes, mm-hmm. right? So we were doing basically most of the main religions. So mm-hmm. um, we did Judaism, we did Christianity, we did Islam. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh my God, Judaism is so similar to Islam as it well. Is. Because it's like you know obviously just looking into certain scripture and certain Mm -hmm. things i was like wow like i was very fascinated because i didn't think islam was that close to even judaism until i started learning about Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. i was like wow so it's like there's so many similarities because obviously they're like the three that you know align together and yeah abrahamic faiths faiths and stuff right so yeah yeah that that's that's how i felt when i was like learning about the similarities and as soon as i started looking into the similarities i was like okay so then why don't we don't why don't christian people cover themselves why do they drink why do they eat pork because those are things that they actually shouldn't be doing the more i like i went in depth with christianity and even like um in my family i do have family members that are christian and don't do those things like my great-grandmother has never wore pants in her life she's covered her hair all the time like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. she's very like into her faith and everything and then my grandfather doesn't eat pork and he told me he doesn't eat pork because jesus didn't eat pork so i said okay then why am i eating pork you know what i mean so when i was like 13 i think i stopped so like even when i was christian like i just wasn't consuming pork so like well if jesus didn't do it then i shouldn't do it like you know because we're supposed to follow our prophet our prophet exactly so um with that being said like uh it just Sorry, I think I went off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. 
no no worries i think we're just talking about like you know what caused you to pull back from christianity to then you know obviously like dive into you know your journey into Mm -hmm. like the dean and stuff in Mm -hmm. regards to islam right so so um like i said so when i was learning the similarities and everything and then i also learned the differences and i think with the differences that's what really stood out to me the most and that's when i was like i need to learn more about islam because when i started learning the differences about like um the prophet stories that was a big one um prophet because obviously that's a part of christianity so that was like one that i looked into the most and when i learned the real story like my mouth was open like i was like this is a lie because yeah i was like how this like the story from the bible and the story in the quran is completely different yeah very different so it's like my brain did like a 180 i was like this is like i just felt like everything was a lie after i read that right because i was like how is the story so different like what was what happened for the story to be so flipped around like you know what i mean like why in the bible does it say he said he was allah basically and like why did his mom have a spouse but in the quran she doesn't have a spouse like right. you know I mean? so there was so many questions i had and i was like i need answers right. <laughs> I was like yeah. i need answers now so like i did a, like a lot of research um in high school i used to take out books from my library i used to take out the quran the torah and like um books on like uh christianity I was like, I need to understand like all three of these religions. So I learned more. Of course, like what you said, uh, Judaism and Islam are very similar. Like very. very I think similar. they have a little bit more similarities in yeah. the sense of maybe um, even people practicing the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of something that I noticed and stuff when I was taking the course as well. Like yeah. I was like, oh, okay, there's a little bit more. Um, sim- I, I don't know. That's just like my perspective on mm-hmm. it. Like I found there to be a little bit more similarities in that sense. Like yeah. I get what you mean. It's yeah. like. Um, we have halal they have kosher, kosher exactly. like certain things and yeah. i was like oh, okay i'm like this is very very similar you yeah, know so exactly so um when i was taking out books and then i was also watching youtube videos like people reverting to islam um people that used to like be so against islam that like became muslim like there was like one soldier he used to go to like i think like muslim countries and like um participate in like the wars and stuff and he used to hate muslims and then he mm-hmm. became a muslim subhanallah so um, that usually happens a lot of yeah. people like you know hate on the deen and then they come back to the deen yeah and it's just like subhanallah it's like you know allah gives hadaya to whom he wants right exactly exactly so, so subhanallah, it's beautiful and like i used to watch um i forget those is, uh, islamic uh channels like I, like you know those peace like, tv is it peace tv or um, i can't remember there was one a lot of people watch and like it's just about like people coming to islam and stuff like that but i forget what it's called Ugh. i can't remember at the moment <laughs> but yeah like a lot of people yeah. watch it i hear a lot of people watch it but that was one youtube channel that really stuck out to me and i just like i just found myself crying i'd be in my room watching people revert to islam like just tears Ugh. like yeah. <laughs> just like crying so hard because i'm like this is so beautiful but i'm like can't do this you know because i'm like i don't want to hurt my mom and all this kind of stuff i was like oh they're gonna disown me all those type of things you know Mm -hmm. so but i just felt like the more i learned about islam i was like this just seems like true you know and um for me what really uh did it for me and i told myself like i have to like i actually want to become muslim was um i had a friend and I, i told this story at uh the reaver panel it's not something i share with a lot of people in Spanish, like at the Weaver panel was when I actually like 
like told all the sisters like this is actually how everything solidified it for me and that was um there was someone I knew in high school um and they were like a year older than me I knew them from mutual friends and they were Muslim but the thing is they used to tell me a lot about Islam but they weren't practicing so I would look at them like who is this person telling me about Islam and they're looking like x y and z like you know what I mean (laughs) you know what I mean I'm like they're doing this in the third and they're telling me about Allah like you know right but subhanAllah like I, I seen that person like give me dawa and then when um like they they weren't on their dean but then they returned to Allah like on their dean and that that did it for me, you know, like that person subhanAllah died as a martyr and like SubhanAllah yeah. Like, you know, um it's it's hard to talk about it because like it, it just it, it did a lot. I know. You know I like, feel like that's a very heavy thing to yeah. talk about, you know? And I feel yeah, like, so. um, to even for you to even explain that, that is what did it for you yeah. and caused you to then make the decision of like, you know, yeah. this is it for me. Like, yeah. I mean, Alhamdulillah, like, I mean, obviously, even obviously going through that loss, mm-hmm. obviously is not easy to go through, mm-hmm. but it's like, as a result of had gone through that loss, it brought you to Allah, yeah, you know? SubhanAllah. Yeah. Like, um, when I was saying like the person wasn't on their dean and as soon as they like they started practicing that's when like Allah you know took them subhanAllah but like Allah took them in the best time right right so like that that's how I like to think about it and and it's good that you have that optimistic sort of like mindset you know yeah which is very important to have because I know some people like they go through grief and grief is not an easy easy emotion to navigate it's a very very difficult thing Mm -hmm. but to have that outlook on life and stuff I mean mashallah like for you to have that it's just such an amazing and inspiring thing to see you know yeah so So with that um the day of that person's janazah um I was a bit confused, of course, because that was my first janazah. I my first janazah as a non-Muslim, so going to that masjid and seeing how everyone was like, people were praying for, uh, for the person, and um, like I heard the Quran and everything, and that was very different for me, you know. Like it did something for my like to my heart, I should say. Like even though in in those type of circumstances, like it was still like beautiful to me. Like I've never obviously been to a janazah, like I said, and seeing like them praying like the the salah for janazah and like hearing the adhan and stuff like that in the masjid like it, it just did something to my heart and then after that i said to myself i was like oh like i wonder if this person is going to heaven or hell because as a christian you're told if you don't believe in jesus in the way that a christian does then you're going to hell right and i was actually like so concerned i was like oh my god like where where is this person stuff like that like i was freaking out which i don't know why but like i was freaking out and i would ask my mom I was like mom do you think like this person's like like what do you think even though like i don't know why i was asking questions like that but i was like 16. it's kind of like yeah still <laughs> yeah. having you know that kind of thing where it's like you know you're going back to your own you know religion exactly. at the time and then also like you know diving into the dean and talk exactly. like you know learning like, about that it's like there's yeah. a sense of confusion or maybe blurred lines yeah. that come in between yeah. there was a lot of gray areas for me like i felt like i was like on a string and i was just like stand like a thin string i was just standing on it like you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i was i would ask my mom like oh you know like is this person here or there what do you think like they didn't accept christianity stuff like that and my mom which is she wouldn't really answer me you know and subhanAllah like basically what happened after that is like a couple nights later I literally had a dream about this person Mm -hmm. and they're like telling me they're okay they're fine 
And I was like, not that's it. I was yeah. like, after that, I went hard. I was asking my friends so much Islamic questions. I said, no, I, I have to believe in this. Because yeah. for me, for that person to come in my dream and say, I'm fine. Because I was, I was genuinely worried. Mm-hmm. I was like, where is this person? And like, it just, the dream felt so real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I woke up the next day and I was just like, subhanAllah, like, I, I, I like, <laughs> no, I feel like, yeah, subhanAllah. No, honestly, I mean, I just feel like that must be like a really big sign from Allah, right? Yeah. Like to see things through dreams because yeah. when you have those types of dreams, it's like it's really coming from Allah. Yeah. You know, because Allah is guiding you to yeah. that path. Yeah. You know, through a means in this dunya, right? Yeah. And I think that was your means. Yeah. And like after that, I was like, no, like I, I think this is for me. And I just like, even though I kind of still held on to Christianity, I was like, no. Even the way I was praying, I was starting to pray like a Muslim. Like, I learned how to do, like, the, like, ruku and sujood, like, all of that kind of stuff. But I was doing it to, quote-unquote, Isa at the time. And then I was like, no, like, why am I doing it to Isa? Let me just do it to Allah. So I used to practice before I was Muslim. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, um, when I got to 18, um, I became Muslim randomly. I went to a masjid and I said, whoever comes into this mosque, I'm just going to tell them I want to become Muslim. Right. And I was like, even though I look like a creep, like I'm just standing. <laughs> this girl said creep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I literally like, I stood near the wudu section and I said, whoever comes here, I don't care if it's a male or female. So it was just like a, was it a spur of the moment type <laughs> yeah. of thing on that day? It was day so and, random. Yeah. No. It was so yeah. random. I literally got out of my bed. I said, I'm going to find the nearest masjid. So I went yeah. and then, Alhamdulillah, I met the sister, and um, she knew I was a Muslim, obviously. And then I told her, I was like, I'm interested in the deen. And then, like, from there, like, she kind of took me under her wing, alhamdulillah. And we we talked ever since, and I took my shahada with her at Abu Huraira, and then the rest was history. The rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Honestly, I'm really happy you shared your journey, because I feel like everybody has different journeys on yeah. what inspires them to come to the deen. And mm-hmm. I just think it's, like, a very obviously tough thing that you've gone through but as well as like very inspiring to see that you're willing to share your story on here and tell you know people about that because I think it's just so important to highlight that you know I feel like in my experience personally like I haven't met a lot of revert sisters yet Mm -hmm. inshallah I hope I do (laughs) inshallah I've maybe met like three or four but inshallah I hope to meet more you know women and stuff as we go along Mm -hmm. so um, how was it navigating your relationship with your family and your friends after you had taken your shahada? That's a good question. So, with like, my... I'm just wondering, how would your mom have reacted? Your grandparents, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or they, like, you know, like, how are they, like, you know, how did they even like ask you or like talk to you about it? Yeah. Or how did you talk to them about it? As I should say. That's a good question. So, how I first went about telling my mother I was Muslim, I waited a year. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I waited a year before I told her because. I just, I'm an overthinker, so mm-hmm. I was thinking the worst situa- uh, scenarios. I was like, oh, she's going to kick me out. She's going to say she hates me, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, how it actually happened was me and her were randomly in the mall, and I just randomly brought it up. I was like, oh, um, how would you feel if you had a Muslim daughter? And she's like, well, I don't have a Muslim daughter. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. dropped the conversation. I was like, anyways, like, you mm-hmm. know, next topic, right? And I guess, like, subhanAllah, like, she thought about what I said for a while, and it took her, like, maybe, like, two days to ask me. She's like, why would you ask me that? I was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm just asking. She's like, do you have something to tell me? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> and then um, after that, because, like, I wasn't visually Muslim, right, at the time, so... So she had no signs or any inclination of no, you possibly, no. you know? So, like, it was just that one question that kind of, like, made her curious. But after I said, like, you know, just drop it, then 
it was we never talked about it again until one day i was praying in my room and the Qibla in my room, is the, it was directed towards my door. So when you open my door, you would hit my head. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So basically what happened was I was praying and I heard her calling my name. And I was freaking out. I was like rushing my soul. I was like, oh my God, she's going to see me, you know? And basically what had happened was she opened the door on my head, but she didn't see what I was doing. So then she just closed back the door, right? Mm-hmm. Then after I was done praying, um, I opened my door and she's like, what were you doing? I was like, nothing. <laughs> but then like eventually like she saw like my sali and stuff like that. And right. then she's like where'd you get that from like she she wasn't angry but i would say like she was just confused so she was like where did you get that from and and stuff like that and i just tried to explain to her like oh my friend gave it to me and stuff and she just she didn't say anything right right so after that like i told myself like you know like maybe i should have the conversation with her about me not being christian anymore so i eventually told her um it was kind of hard because I didn't know how to like word myself and I wasn't as confident as I am now to be right. Muslim like you know what I mean like I was it's only it was only a year in and I right. just felt like you know anything could happen I could switch sides you know what right. I mean right so um because you were still like going on your journey of like exactly. still learning about the deen exactly. and whatnot right exactly so with that I was just like you know anything can happen but I said to myself no like I'm gonna tell her so I told her oh like I'm Muslim um you know like to be fair, I have been around Muslim, like, I've had Muslim friends since middle school, so, you know, to be fair, like, it shouldn't be something new to you, because I always used to ask her questions about my friends, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, my friend, like, you know, X, Y, and Z, like, they go to the mosque, or they want to take me to the mosque, I would tell her stuff like that, and she just, I just feel like she already knew that I was exposed, so it shouldn't be a shocker, that's how I felt, you know, and maybe I was a little bit insensitive of me (laughs) to say it that way, but I was just like, I just wanted her to know that it's not like it's not a surprise like hey mom like hey you should have known all along you know you kind of just expect (laughs) her to just drop the ball on her and expect her to be like okay cool yeah yeah, exactly but unfortunately that wasn't the um reaction i got okay (laughs) the reaction i got was more like why would you do that um like basically like you don't know what you're talking about like you're young like you know what i mean like it was it was one of those so and i kept telling her like no like you know like this is who I am and I and when did you have this conversation with her was it when you were 18 or uh, you said a year so it'd be 19 I would assume 19 19 yeah right I, I turned 19 so she was like so in her head she's still thinking like okay you know you're still my baby and yeah. it's like you still have time to grow up exactly and, like you know. she just thought I was going through a phase basically right. um but um yeah I tried to explain to her like no it's it's not a phase it's here to stay and um she was more so hurt because uh, she raised me a certain way. Right. Um, the birth name that she gave me is a Christian name, and she did that for a reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she had purpose with how she raised me and the name she gave me and stuff. So she wasn't ha- angry, more so sad. Do you feel like the reason why she might have had that reaction is because she felt like she was used, like losing you in this process? Mm. I think so. Or maybe she might have felt like if she goes on this path, there might be a disconnect between my daughter and I. I think it was more so um, her losing me. Right. I think like, um, and also her ideas of how people would portray me. Mm -hmm. Because alhamdulillah, like my mom is very open-minded. She came to Canada when she was like five. So she's grown up around like all walks of life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, of course she's seen how 
Muslims are treated. I think that was her worry. So she right. was more so sad, but also worried. Especially, me. you know, how they're portrayed in the media exactly. and whatnot. Exactly. And, you know, just having concerns for you just even growing up. Exactly. In, in, you know, in the world that we are. And yeah, and so. I think that was her main concern. Like, she didn't want... She wanted me to be safe and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So after I told her, nobody else knew, just her. Um, and then I started, like... Uh, wearing hijab and stuff like that around her um i think if i'm being honest if i critique myself i shouldn't have done it that way like i think i did it too fast in front of her mm-hmm. like I, I as soon as i told her i was muslim i just expected her to be okay with it right so i was just like popping on the hijab or dressing a certain way and i feel like maybe that was a little bit too insensitive of me and i should have just slowly did it you know right. after telling her um because even with the name that i chose which is iman that uh, I didn't tell her about that. She found out because I had a name tag for like practicum from school and she saw it and she took a picture of it. I was at practicum. She took a picture of it and she's like, what is this? Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I actually forgot it. Right. So I was like, oh my God, why is she going through my stuff? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so get that. I was like freaking out. And then she's like, why would you do this? She's like, I don't understand why you're hurting me like this and stuff. And I was like, I felt bad, you know, because like obviously I'm not trying to hurt my mom, but like, I can't let go of the dean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just... Mm-hmm. That was something I was willing to give up for the sake of my mother. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, that's not something you should do. And so. that's just... And that's that's very hard to, like, even, you know, choose to exactly. do, right? Because yeah. it's, like, to even think about, okay, it's either my mom or it's my dean. It's, like, that's not an easy choice yeah. to be making. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the time and stuff, I'm pretty sure there was, like, a lot of conflicting thoughts that were going through your head. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, like, yeah. I don't want to lose my mom in the process of me being with, you know, like, close to my dean. Exactly. So and like it was a really like um it was a tug and pull because uh, like you said like i didn't want to lose my mom i didn't want to lose my dean so i just felt like i was conflicted because um i felt like i was hurting her too much so i was like trying to ease up a little bit were you trying to tone down certain things to make her a little bit more comfortable i believe so like as soon as i realized that she was hurting too much i tried to like ease up on what i was doing like me i kind of just took off the hijab for a little bit um and i was like okay maybe let me just get her like ease her into this like you know what i mean you know rather than just kind of like you know yeah throw it in her face and stuff um so when i did that she kind of didn't say anything like i guess like she just said okay like maybe she's done now (laughs) like you know what i mean because as soon as i stopped to heat like i took off the hijab she kind of didn't say nothing after that because there was a couple of times when i was wearing it around her she was getting upset she's like why why do you why are you doing this like just take it off like i don't understand why you're dressing like this and stuff like that so that made it a bit difficult for me like i said because it was tug and pull and um i also was getting hurt by her words because that's my mom right so right of course like her words mean a lot to me so it made me feel some type of way for her to be saying those things so that kind of and obviously i'm not in the strongest of a man at that time like i said this first year so i took it off and everything but she still knew that um you know i'm still praying and everything because she would see me with my sunny and stuff like that right so um yeah with with my mom it was a bit of a roller coaster in the beginning but alhamdulillah like she's like my biggest supporter now so, okay alhamdulillah yeah, at alhamdulillah. least she came around yeah she came yeah. around and like subhanallah like it's like i i try my best of course with my mom like with my manners and everything and how like our due diligence with our parents and I seen a change like even sometimes when my mom will talk to me like she'll be like oh you know like Isa and I'm like girl where you know that name from <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, who, <laughs> who taught you that, that? Yeah, I said, who told 
you that. Yeah. Like, and she knows what a sheikh is. She knows what an imam is. I said, what's going on? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I give her bombastic yeah. side. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> like, and you know, it makes me happy. Alhamdulillah. But like, it's just like, that, like it's like you know, there's things that are like rubbing off on her <laughs> yeah. that you say in, in front of her, which yeah. is like that's kind of cute actually. Yeah, you like, know, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go to Islam. Yeah. <laughs> We're going Inshallah. to Islam, girl. Inshallah. But yeah, like um. So things like that she knows now. I'm just like, wow, like, you know, like, it makes me want to just, like, be a better Muslim. Because I think, like, with my mother, that motivates me a lot to be a better Muslim. Because then I can teach her things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, certain things I can teach her now, but I want to be able to tell her about, like, all the prophets. And, like, like the correct stories and stuff like that. Or if she asks me, why do we cover why do we do this? I can tell her. like you, Yeah, without any hesitation. Exactly. You just have the clear, direct answer exactly. to give to her. Exactly. Because, yeah. like, with certain questions she asks me, I kind of run away from them because I, I don't know. Like, you know, and I don't want her to be like, so why are you in this religion? You don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I try to just, like, try my best to learn as much as I can. Obviously, Islam, you can learn until you go to the grave, Pamela. So right. there's so much to know. But, yeah, I try my best with her. And eventually, um, I think the third year into being muslim she had told my great-grandmother who's in jamaica <laughs> and my great-grandmother the pastor so i was like oh, oh not you setting me up for failure oh <laughs> so that's intense yeah when she did that and she told me the reaction i was like oh okay like my great-grandmother's like oh it's okay it's the same i was like okay. girl <laughs> i was like wow okay like that's not the reaction i was expecting you like yeah like because i'm an overthinker i honestly had the worst scenarios in my head like i thought they were nobody's gonna talk to me anymore but like alhamdulillah like that wasn't the case like my everyone still treats me the same like my cousins know everyone knows in my family and alhamdulillah like nobody gives me a hard time um i would say the only person that does give me a hard time is my father um uh we have a rocky relationship uh but i think adding islam into the mix doesn't make it any better right um my dad has a certain view on muslims and i think that's just because um on my dad's side i did have an aunt that was married to a muslim man but it wasn't the greatest marriage so i think him and my dad's side of the family base muslims off of what they saw with him right through the experience that they've seen exactly so which is unfortunate but um it is what it is i like to tell myself that because you know as much as I um, try my best, like, with my manners and everything with my father, he still just has this, like, set idea on Muslims and stuff. And, like, it's just, like, that preconceived notion. Exactly, you know? yeah. So with him, like, you know, he thinks Muslim women are oppressed and stuff like that. Even when right. I tell him, I'm really not. Like, I'm dressing this way because I want to. Right. He's like, no, someone's telling you to dress like this. I'm like, right. okay, so this conversation is done. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I get know? that. No, it's yeah. understandable. I think it's sometimes hard when you know parents see certain life or go through certain life experiences they see other people go through certain things so i don't think it's meant to like he's doing that to hurt you mm-hmm. i think it's just more like okay you know but this is what i know this is what i see and mm-hmm. stuff so i need exactly. you to see it this way i think he just wants you to understand his perspective but i think yeah. you also want him to understand yeah. your perspective so but heads <laughs> right because of that because like you like you said before like you know he wants me to understand him i want him to understand me so it's like we're trying our best to come to common grounds, but you know, like inshallah, we get there. Inshallah, but, you will. Yeah, it takes time sometimes. You That's know, true. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of um people, you know, reverting to the deen and their parents coming around after a decade, after mm-hmm. fifteen years, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, in terms of like inshallah, like I really do make a lot of dua inshallah that you can get to that space with inshallah. your father. Yeah, inshallah. That's like that's that's the hope, you know. Like even 
with my whole entire family, um, being that they're not Muslim, I still make da'a for them, you know, because anything is possible with Allah. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. Allah gives hadaya to whom he wills, right? Exactly, so... so. I never put that past a lot. <laughs> right. But, um, okay, yeah. we can definitely get into, you know, the dismissal that reverts endure in the sense of, like, you know, how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, going to the masjid sometimes and, mm-hmm. you know, the way you maybe feel about certain people in our ummah and, like, how that affects you. Like, I mean, you know, I know you and I had personal conversations one-on-one about this, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice for us to get some perspective on that from your end. Mm-hmm. Um, so with dismissal, I think it's a big thing. Since I became Muslim, I've seen it a lot with, like, any masjid I've gone to. Um, it's just, like, the when people find out that you're a revert, they don't expect you to know much. Which is not the case, Pamela, because the reason why you're, you are a revert is because you, you, know, you know enough to become Muslim. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I feel like that that just gives them a perception of you. And they're like, oh, like, you know, like, it's just like you're... I don't want to say it, but it's like you're kind of like bottom of the barrel. Like, do they? Do you feel like people make condescending remarks or maybe throw in some slight comments and stuff while yeah. conversing with you about the dean and yeah. maybe feeling like, oh, you know, maybe she doesn't know this and stuff and kind yeah. of like pointing yeah. it out or. And I tell them like, I actually do know that. Right. So, yeah. Just to let you know, yeah. but yeah, I think that that happens a lot. Um, it used to happen a lot when I first became Muslim. It it still does, but not as much. But um, I feel like, like I said before, they don't expect you to know a lot and. It does make you feel like kind of like bottom of the barrel, especially when it comes to other aspects of um, uh, Islam. And um, I feel like sometimes we do have a bit of a hierarchy yeah. in our ummah, right? Yeah. Like I you know, I feel like there's a lot of that, and I feel like it shouldn't be that way because I feel like we are all equal. Yes. And I feel like in the eyes of Allah, we are all the same, and I think it should be that way. But unfortunately, um, not. that's not how it is, and stuff society has not constructed it to be that way, which is unfortunate. But yeah. you know, yeah, that that's true, and. Um, with like uh how should i explain it like um the dismissal it, it inter it's it's with a lot of things it's not just like in there's so many different things that you can be like you can have your di- dis- dismissal uh, basically um when it comes to marriage any 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 type of uh subject there's a dismissal right that makes sense yeah um, I mean, in regards to dismissal, I know you and I did speak about the fact that you felt that way during Ramadan and Eid. Yes. So do you want to shed some light on how you feel yeah. during those moments and stuff when you want to be very close to certain individuals people, and maybe yeah. you're just not feeling that vibe or that mm-hmm. energy coming from people as it should be? Yeah. So with Eid, I feel like a lot of reverts are forgotten. And from my own experience, um, a lot of the times, like, I don't want to push myself on people. Right. So I'm someone that'll be like, if they ask me, then fine. But I'm not going to go out of my way to ask because I just feel like I'm looking big. Like, you know, right. like, yeah. I don't want to, like, bother people and stuff like that. So for Eid, I ended up, like, at Eid Salah and I seen the masjid packed and I was there when the masjid was empty. So right. there was, like, maybe, like, three people there and just me and I was just reading the Quran and I was, like, in tears because I'm like, everybody forgot about me like like i i said before like um at the reaver panel that i did like panel, like a lot of the ummah in general is very selfish nowadays like it never used to be like that before right but i feel like we're in a different generation of course and everyone's very like nafsi nafsi like themselves like you know what i mean like right. everything is about just 
I want to. I don't want to say self-absorbed, but like maybe self-involved. Yeah, self-involved. I think. I think we also live in an individualistic society where people yep. are just, you know, all about themselves and yeah. getting that bag and exactly. hustling for just exactly. only them. And exactly. it's like, you know, maybe just not having consideration and compassion for other people. And yeah. I think, you know, this is a reminder to myself, first and foremost, like, you know, we need to do a better job showing up for, you know, people that are new to new to the dean that yeah. are still learning. Right. Yeah. Because it's like obviously to do that in general is what should be done but i mm-hmm. feel like especially with people that are coming to the dean they're very they're in a very vulnerable stage yeah you know exactly so. and i've seen people subhanallah leave the dean because they don't have the support um it's not because they wanted to but if you think about it someone's struggling with their parents at home because they're muslim they have no community what are they going to do they're going to go back to the community they had before right. and go back to how they were before because they see that nobody's helping them and Another thing about like the dismissal of reverts is that um, everyone just kind of puts you in like a group like, oh, just go find Muslim friends that are reverts or whatever. Or, you don't want to do that. You want to be around people that are born Muslim. You want to have that connection. Yeah, there shouldn't be this category of yeah. like, oh, reverts should be in one box. You know, exactly. Pakistani should be in one box. Yeah. Somali should be yeah. like, it should be, <laughs> it shouldn't we be should like be that. like, you know, mingling with yeah, everybody. It shouldn't be categorized exactly. in such a way, you know? Exactly. When I first came into the dean, um, or I should say before I came into the dean I was looking on the outside in because I thought everyone was like like intermingling and everyone was so nice and I came yeah. to the dean I said what's going on here yeah. <laughs> I'm in the cut yeah I said this is chaotic <laughs> like, like and I think like if you don't have strong iman you will leave like that right. and that's why I've seen people leave because you're gonna have people that bully you you're gonna have people that like just like they don't care like if you're a revert or not like right you like there's people that have looked at me with like giving me dirty looks that i walk into the message like i've gone to different ethnic messages before and it just makes me feel uncomfortable like oh this how like is this how muslim people are like i used to think that for a yeah. while and it used to make me get upset and i'm like i know that certain masjids are like kind of not catered towards specific communities mm-hmm. but i know a lot of just um you know maybe you know like a specific community goes to that specific masjid and mm-hmm. i think sometimes it's just like you feel out of place because you're not maybe feeling as welcomed as you should be exactly and that used to throw me off and make me feel upset but then i'm like you know um one of my friends paula she told me look at um islam don't look at the people yeah so that was something i actually had to learn because i feel like i had a lot of struggle with my dean growing up Mm -hmm. you know especially living in the community that i live in Mm -hmm. and whatnot it's actually predominantly a lot of pakistani Mm -hmm. you know people so I used to have this perception like, oh my God, if this is how people are like and stuff, then what is this dean, exactly, right? Exactly. And then I had to learn that it's not the dean, it's actually the people. So yeah. don't look at the people, look at the dean and what exactly. that's teaching you and exactly. instill those things into your character as a person, exactly. right? And once you do that, like, you'll never like, I, I want to say, you won't feel some type of way about the people and what they do because you know, at the end of the day, everyone has their shortcomings and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and you won't even care. I think there comes a point in life and stuff that you don't even take it personally because you know that it's not about you, it's more about them. Exactly, right. exactly. And that's that's another thing that I've learned as well. So as soon as my friend, like, once my friend gave me that analogy, I was like, you know what? This will help. It's, it's helped me a lot in the long run. And um, I just try my best to, you know, focus on the deen mm-hmm. and, like, focus on your akhlaq and everything, and then everything will be good after that. Yeah, you'll have you'll encounter some bad Muslims, but then you'll also encounter good ones. Like, you know what I mean? There's good and bad in everything. Exactly. So. Yep, there's good and bad in everything and everyone. And I think, you know, including ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So I think to 
you know, kind of talk about um, something that we were also talking about beforehand was the struggle of marriage. This was something that you actually, I know you and I were having this conversation actually at Najma's event. Yeah. And, and I remember I was like, girl, yeah. my own community ain't be accepting me. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm like, girl, I'm going through it too. <laughs> yeah, marriage is like, that is a hurdle. That is a tunnel. That is, I don't even know what to call that. That is a, like, a whole struggle in itself, subhanAllah. And I think like, especially with reverts it goes back to me saying like we i feel like we can be like the bottom of the barrel and that sounds really bad but at the end of the day that's what it is because and that's the reality of yeah. like you know of what you're trying to explain right yeah. because as, as i said there's that hierarchy mm-hmm. you know if we get into it you know let's be honest arabs are at the top you know maybe like you know you know south asians and mm-hmm. you know brown people are in the middle yeah you know you know black people and stuff yeah. like somalis are you yeah. know there and then it's like the reverts are like below exactly. not below not in the way i'm trying to explain no, it no, but i get it we the way the, below <laughs> in the sense of like how people are treated is, yeah is exactly, what i'm getting at exactly yeah. and then when it comes to reverts too it also depends on what ethnic group you are because right. i've seen that a lot too like um for example people that are reverts that are of um, maybe caucasian descent or whatever are treated differently than someone that is maybe black or whatever the case may be and that's something i've seen um and it goes back to what you're saying about hierarchy like if you look like an arab then you're gonna be treated like you know right number one yeah there's yeah and i mean you know i mean it's not about the fact that you know that there should i feel like it's more about the way people are being treated right and this is more of the generalized sort of Mm -hmm. comment that i'm making so it's not to any community specifically that i'm calling out yeah yeah so (laughs) let me just clear that out no community is being called out it's not that i think i'm calling out the ummah as a whole including myself exactly exactly. so with that it's like a struggle and like one thing that I always remind people because when it comes to marriage people will be like oh you can't marry this person because they're a revert but they'll say it with like so much disgust but it's like right. so like what I like to remind people is that your forefathers are reverts right. someone had to become Muslim, Muslim for you and your family to all be Muslim and that's right. like that's like a reality check that I like to give people and it may sound ruder or whatever the case may be, but it's facts. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? And I think people have their prejudices and I think it's just so unfortunate because I know when we were at Najma's event, mm-hmm. I was talking to you and I was telling you that even in our Pakistani community, um, there's this issue of like, oh, you know, if this person is from the city and stuff, then we don't, you know, want to yeah, like, you know, so let this person marry our son or our daughter. Yeah. And I think it's just so unfortunate because I think you know, people are missing out on such great people 100%. as a result of just having that prejudice. And yeah. I think it's just so wrong to have that. And inshallah, I hope that we're able to, you know, unwrap these conversations and yeah. change that and not, you know, what's the word, perpetuate these cycles of doing this, yeah. like, you know, as a, you know, as the generations go on. Yeah, inshallah. Because, like, you know, um, it's just... I just, feel, I just find it disgusting behavior. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, yeah, trust me, I get just, it. It's like... It bothers me a lot, I think, coming, like, being once an outsider. Right. And then I'm just like, what makes you so different from me? We pray yeah, the same. We pray the we same. The same Quran. We, we walk on the same thing. ground. Yeah. You know, like, we, we get... Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, and I feel like... In, you know what I always tell my mom? I tell her, you know, because we have these conversations, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in the end, I'm like, we're going in the same dirt back to Allah. Honestly, you honestly. know? So what's the pride and ego for? Exactly. You know? Why, why do we carry that with us in, as human beings? And I think that we need to really take that out mm-hmm. you know and 100%. you know as i said even in my community there's that caste system thing going yeah, on and i'm um, like why do we have that i know yeah. i talked to some of my somali friends they're like we have a tribe system Tribalism you know yeah there's the tribe system i got yeah. the caste system yeah. i'm like let's just abolish these systems and just make it that one system and that's the system of allah yes yeah, pal and like even um 
like I would say to humbly and I believe I said it to you one time too like if the prophet of some was around and people gave reasonings of why their son or daughter can't marry a person and say oh it's because they're from this tribe or that tribe I feel like respectfully they would get put in their place yep they would he I would mean, just say one thing and that's it like you know what I mean exactly like, because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was you know the perfect example I mean even the way he you know the woman that he married he mm-hmm. married a younger woman he married an older woman he married widowed women he married he married um you know divorced women like he showed us the example of like you know you can marry anybody exactly and he married women that were outside of his culture like yeah. he just that that's what he showed us right exactly. and i think if we were to follow that example we would have less issues in our own exactly. our communities right exactly. but so with with marriage it can be a struggle and like i said before depending on um when you're a revert depending on what ethnic group you are it may be easier for you to get married um with me personally <laughs> personally <laughs> Um, I think it's just all about finding the right person, of yeah. course, someone for you. Because another thing that I've known, I've seen, um, and I think maybe experienced one time is that some Muslim brothers, panala, like when they find out that you're a revert, they they take advantage of that because mm-hmm. they think like it it goes back to again what people think revers don't know like your rights or mm-hmm. they'll waste your time. They won't take you as serious. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're just like oh like well I'm just gonna go marry like my cousin or something anyway. It's like you know what I mean? <laughs> like you know what I mean? oh my god. <laughs> take um the revert woman as serious even though that's not the case all the time it is something that i have seen enough times to be like to be like you know okay like it's such a struggle and also um we don't have the same resources like for example you could maybe ask your aunt oh is there a brother could you find me someone or you can get something arranged she ain't finding me nobody girl (laughs) i can ask you can ask like you know what i mean but like for me i have to like basically kind of look for myself you know right I mean? exactly just kind of like you know yeah because i feel like you know you know in the sense of like when you're actually um when there's you know people around you that are muslim and whatnot mm-hmm. and you are born into the religion i think the thing is as you said we have the resources because we can ask exactly. right and it's like we also have people that are maybe older that can maybe vet out people for exactly. us right and yep. i think that's like the point that you're trying mm-hmm. to make is just like not maybe having the same resources that maybe mm-hmm. you know i would have because i have that sense of privilege and i should be able to acknowledge that because alhamdulillah i do have that right exactly. and i think to even have that acknowledgement i think is so important on my part you know yeah. so exactly because like like i was saying before like you know having that that system where you can go and ask someone i i don't have that like i'm not gonna go ask my dad he's, i doubt he'll find me a muslim man <laughs> number one right. so and he's gonna be like what do you mean you want to get married like you know what i mean like that that understanding of wanting Right. companion is not going to be understood by my my family mm-hmm. so like you kind of have to vet people yourself mm-hmm. which is not the easiest thing it's because not. if you don't have a wali <laughs> these men <laughs> will play games because yeah. of like oh these she, men be playing games yeah. since time so games <laughs> i don't play games all this type of stuff yeah. like it's just it's, i get it's, it's it. terrible but honestly the one thing that the one advice i can give is just you know trusting allah and just knowing 100%. that god is a real thing exactly. and whatever's in your nasib will never miss you exactly you exactly know? so yeah just you know like even when from my own um uh when it comes to marriage i just you know make the off that, yeah, that's it. exactly. Just that. that's yeah, it. me too, girl. Me too, girl. I'm in the same <laughs> boat as you. Trying to become a wife. Wife me out. Yeah, if you're, if you're six five. I'm joking. 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 I
if anyone got a brother (laughs) cousin nephew (laughs) hit my girl up (laughs) but yeah um but yeah so like i just think with that it's, it's it's a bit difficult um and then also uh you know looking in the right places stuff like that so it's yeah, because I know, like, a lot of, like, you know, in my community, we have this thing called the Rishta process, quote-unquote. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure you've heard of it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, parents are kind of, like, matching their kids up with other people's, yeah. you know, children. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's also a very uh, difficult process to go through. Mm-hmm. I'm going through it. It's not Probably the most... <laughs> it's not the most fun thing to mm-hmm. go through, you know, and um, it's just been very difficult because that's not how I thought, you know, I would have to maybe find somebody. Yeah. But... You know, I feel like at the end of the day, like, you know, whatever Allah wills will happen. Exactly. And okay, so I have a last question for you. This is a question that I think I believe I brought this up to you on the phone when we were talking before. Mm -hmm. Um, A question that is something that's always stuck in my mind. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, inshallah, when I have a revert on this podcast, (laughs) I will be asking them this specific question. Okay, so what is the difference between revert versus convert because growing up i used to always refer to people that come to the dean as converts and that's Mm -hmm. my what my mom would tell me like Mm -hmm. oh like you know this person they converted yeah so i was like okay you know they're convert and then as i got older i started to hear the term revert and then i was confused because i'm like did convert get erased out of the dictionary like what's going on like why is the word being changed so so with um convert and revert I prefer revert because convert is just like you're just changing to something, you know what I mean? But revert is like you're reverting back to your original state, if that makes sense. And we're all born Muslim, right? So I prefer that term, um, but I don't like to be classified as a revert, if that makes sense. So I don't mind saying, yeah, I'm a revert to explain my story to someone, but I don't want that to just be what I am. Like your identity, exactly. per se, you exactly. know? Because like, you're a man, there's more to you than just you being a so-called quote-unquote revert. Exactly, because, I mean, I've been Muslim for six years, alhamdulillah. I feel like that, that you're Muslim. Term, yeah, that's yeah. it. Like, the, <laughs> revert that's cut. It. Yeah, like, I, I'll tell, like I said, I'll tell you I'm a revert to explain my story to you, or like, you know. To kind of share your background and exactly. what brought you to the dean, exactly. but you know, just, but, you know, like obviously, for example, being at the majlis, you don't want someone to point out and be like, yo, that, that's revert iman. Yeah, you know, like, or what just you doing? yeah, it's kind of cringe. <laughs> now we have beef. But yeah, like the term convert, I feel like it's just more like, oh, this person just came to the religion. I feel like it's just not as I don't know how to explain. Like it's not as special to me. Like when you say someone reverted, that means like they came back to Allah. Like you know right. what I mean? Like converting just sounds like you just changed. And yeah, okay, you're you're technically a quote unquote revert, but it's just like it's not. It doesn't have. Uh, the, the term is not as sweet right. <laughs> like you know what i mean right. so i think the proper term is revert of course even when you think about i i use this example it may be stupid but like if you straighten your hair and then you wash it and it reverts back to its natural state like, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean that sounds silly but it's just right. like you know what i mean you're not gonna say it converted back to its natural exactly. yeah it, it reverted. reverted yeah it went back to its natural state and like i said before we're all muslim at the end of the day we're all born muslim like you know it's your parents that change who you are so mm-hmm. yeah it, the revert is the proper term but it shouldn't be used all the time to classify someone what as what they are mm-hmm. like i said like you can like say oh yeah this person reverted but don't just 
specify the specify revert and yeah. you know constantly attach that to their identity as exactly. that is the that's not obviously the only thing that defines you right exactly. so exactly yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. I'm like, alhamdulillah. I'm like, I asked you that because I'm like, inshallah, once people listen to the episode, they're going to be like, okay, right. that, you know, that's the important yeah. question that was on my mind. But inshallah. Okay. So I guess we're going to wrap up here. I'm so glad that you came on here to share your revert story. May Allah reward you for giving others perspective and sharing your opinions. I just think this is such an important conversation that a lot of people were requesting, you know, for me to bring on to the podcast. Yeah. So alhamdulillah, we were able to have it because yeah. I know we were having a lot of t- like trouble just even <laughs> kind of like figuring out our schedules and yeah. like al- it aligning. But alhamdulillah, I feel like it finally did and we're able to do this. So yeah. um, thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope all of y'all catch us in our next episode as we tell it all. Salam, everyone. Salam